Welcome to the Dr. Living Good Podcast, which exists to equip you with real health solutions to make health simple. Welcome in. Welcome to the show. It's Dr. Living Good. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Pumped up for it. Is it possible to restore and renew your liver completely, all the fat and toxins out of it? Restore and completely rebuild your immune system, even if you've suffered with a severe autoimmune disease or a cancer, something along those lines. And then how do you unlock and tap into the easiest nutrition and meal plan possible to lose weight, get the body and the metabolism that you want? Well, it is through the power of intermittent but more so rotational fasting. I'm gonna walk you through the benefits of what happens hour by hour when you are fasting. Where do those big benefits fall? And then how do you actually get this implemented? And I'll be doing it along with you. And so that's, I'm excited for it. But let me show you hour by hour the incredible insides of what it's doing inside your body when you are staining from eating. A lot of us go a couple hours, four hours, six hours, eight hours of eating. And then we eat again. And we're trained to eat two, three, four, five, or six meals a day, constantly pegging our digestive system and all the enzymes and all the hormones that are responsible for breaking down that food and either turning it into energy that we use or worse, storing it as fat. How do you get to that stubborn fat? Well, the hours of not eating reveal a lot of how to tap into fat burning modes. This is your ultimate fat burning guide. This will be the easiest nutrition plan you have ever had to follow. And I encourage you, if you've never gone down this road, you are a lot stronger than you give yourself credit. You can actually implement this and do this. And when you understand some of the hormones, you can identify maybe some of the hunger pains or some of the restrictions that you think you might have. It's actually the opposite. So let's dive into this and break it down from hour one to hour eight what's going down. Well, this is what most of us experience every single day. And immediately what happens is the body's gonna start using up the glucose inside the system. So when you put a meal in, the more carb heavy it is, the more sugar heavy it is, the more the body's gotta break that down and use insulin. Your first primary hormone, that is the bully of all other hormones, to lower the glucose in the blood. Now, this is the stuff that cancer cells feed off of. And a lot of us stay in a state where we are loaded up with glucose and sugar in the blood stream in the liver nonstop. There's rarely a time we're deficient in that for most people. What that means is abnormal cells that do not die and are feeding off sugar as their primary fuel source, not needing to have oxygen can really be fed. And so this is where cancer thrives and why I believe it's on its way to being the number one disease killer. So it's taken a couple of my family members. One of the most effective ways to combat it is what I'm gonna show you right here. In fact, the textbook, Cancer as a Metabolic Disease, states that seven days of just drinking liquids seven days of just drinking liquids, if that was done once a year by you and by the world, we would eliminate 97% of all cancer cases. So what I'm about to lay out to you, whether you go that long or not, is what I believe to be one of the primary driving forces of why metabolic disease such as cancer exists in the world, let alone the spare tire, the fatty liver, or whatever else you may be suffering with from a metabolic standpoint. 
metabolisms are busted. We need to reset them. We got to get insulin under control. That's what's feeding the cancer cells. So there's an abundance of glucose. So those abnormal cells are competing with healthy cells to absorb the glucose into the body. And if we eat every four to eight hours, we're just loading that back up. Now, what your body has to do is when there is excess glucose, it's going to go into the liver. The body can't burn it up for energy because we are mostly sedentary. We work seated. We drive seated. We sit at home and watch Netflix seated, right? We just sit a lot. That's why sitting is the new smoking, one of the reasons. And we don't burn all this energy off that we take in. We're consuming more than we take in. So the old calorie in, calorie out model, there's some problems with it because we really got to pay attention to insulin. What you eat matters because the more you're spiking glucose, the more insulin that's needed, insulin's going to store that energy or choose to burn it up. Now, if it's storing it, it's going to form triglycerides. If you are a high triglyceride sufferer, if you have high cholesterol, you have an oxidation problem with the cholesterol, your body can't roll it over and reuse it. It probably has way too much of it that's being produced and being eaten. And then your body has a hard time with what to do with it. Well, the triglycerides start going up. We store glucose in the form of a triglyceride, which is connected to fat and it's stored in adipose tissue. I don't got to talk too much about that. You know, you have it and where it is that we want to tap back into. So we got to reverse the process. So in the first four to eight hours, when we stop eating, blood sugar is going to start to come down because insulin's done its job. It's burning it up. It's putting it into fat cells. It's a little bit stored in the liver. At that point, you're going into a fasted state. It takes about eight hours to get there. Okay. So if you've gone past eight hours, you are now getting out of the fed mode and into a fasting mode. So let's just refer to those two feast and fast mode, right? Let's get you out of feast mode. Let's get you into fast mode. At that eight hour mark, the food is burnt up, right? Your human growth hormone starts to raise. And a myth about fasting is that you will lose muscle. You will lose, you know, muscle you gain and lose and break down protein. That's not the case until you do extreme prolonged fasting. That's in a state of more malnutrition. What your body's going to go to next is it's going to start to burn up any excess stores of sugar that it has anywhere else in the body. And there are two places that it primarily has that. It has it in your muscles and it has it in your liver. Now, this one is crazy important. And I've talked a lot about the liver lately because there's an explosion of fatty liver going on. Some of you might be sore or tender in this area. Maybe you get up your back into the shoulder area. That could be a sign of some liver inflammation or potentially even gallbladder inflammation or problems. With this liver being fatty, it can be created by alcohol, which is just consumption of too much sugar, right? And that's toxic and building up or over consuming. And then it's just constant bombardment. So what happens is the body will use up the store. So it starts to burn it up in the liver first. So if you want to address fatty liver problems and the toxicity of your liver, starting to fast anything past eight hours, you are activating that. You are not burning up protein yet. You're not into fat burning mode yet. So you're not losing muscle. You're also not losing fat, but you are burning up that excess estrogen, excuse me, excess glucose in your system, and you are not spiking insulin. The biggest thing I could get a lot of you to do today is stop spiking insulin so often. Even if you could remove a meal a day and go down to four meals instead of five or two instead of three or one OMAD instead of two or three, that would be a big difference in your insulin spikes, right? A lot of times what happens though is we've just gotten emotionally tied to the eating process. And whatever your normal rhythm is, is what your body starts to get used to. And there's a hormone called ghrelin that is responsible for stimulating 
your appetite. And ghrelin follows a pattern and it usually is coinciding with your rhythm. So if you get hungry and you're normally eating at 8 a.m., that's when it's gonna kick in. And if you're normally doing a big lunch midday, that's when it's gonna kick in. And if you're normally having dinner at five or six, it's gonna kick in around that time. Now that kick in of ghrelin lasts about two hours. So you are going to experience when you begin a fasting process, some ghrelin kickback. It's like a gremlin is what I like to call it. And so that little gremlin's gonna start hungry. But just know you're just a hormone and I don't actually need to eat food to survive right now. So many of us are driving around, if I could use this analogy, like a gas tanker, right? Like a semi that's carrying fuel. It's going to go to a gas station and refuel the entire gas station so it has this abundant supply of fuel. Imagine that tanker, imagine that semi broke down on the side of the road because it ran out of gas. Isn't that how some of us feel? Is that we have all this excess fuel stored as fat on our body, but we can't access it. It's so frustrating. This is the fast track, my friends, because once you get past hour eight, all the way up to hour 16, you are burning up all the excess stores in your liver, crucially important for detoxification. It's also, you're burning it up in your muscles. Now you're not breaking down protein yet or burning it up, uh, protein or muscle, but you are getting the glucose out of the muscle. So you can have some energy changes here. There could be some kickback, a fatigue, uh, a little bit of an energy crash, maybe some tiredness, definitely some hunger pains or even some stiffness or some soreness. Very common, very normal. Your body's changing. It is being forced to now go into the lack of abundance mode as opposed to abundance. You're going to force it to start to use all that excess fuel that you have in your back tanker, right? I didn't call you a tanker. I'm just saying that you can access this now because think about it, it doesn't make sense. We have so much extra fuel, but yet we're hungry. Just start to recognize that thing as the gremlin. So the gremlin starts to get you and it starts to chirp a little bit. I'm going to talk to you about some ways that you can suppress that a little bit and calm it down. But there are some realities with fasting, but this is the easiest meal plan I've ever had so far. Most people are going to be able to successfully get to that 16 to 8, 18 hour mark. At that point, fat burning starts to ramp up. Your body's going to start breaking down those triglycerides. It's going to start breaking down fatty acids. As part of that breakdown, glucose will get released. That glucose is going to go to the liver and the process called gluconeogenesis is going to start up. This is your body's survival mechanism. So if you are no longer feeding it the abundance of food, you're going into lack of abundance, which is then going to start to look at, okay, how else can I get fuel? I've got to keep the brain pumped with glucose. It takes the most and it's going to prioritize that and it's going to start breaking down fat cells and begin that process. It's going to kick it into the liver. The liver is going to start cranking out some excess glucose. We want to push past that point to really start to tap into fat burning mode and begin this cleanup process that's already begun. You are finding stores of energy inside of your body that you are now now tapping into because you did not eat the energy. That's where some of the magic starts to happen and starts to begin. So at that point, glucose is going to start to run out. Okay. And then your body starts to use up fat as the energy. That's what we want to tap into, right? But it takes a little bit of hard work, but this is the quickest path to that. All the exercise, all the months and months and months and months and years of dieting that you've done, all the yo-yoing, right? You could just fast track your way there within about a 24 hour period of time. You were going into fat burning autophagy mode. Ooh.
where I get excited about autophagy, right? There's small quantities of glucose left. The body's just desperately trying to find all of that. And you're manufacturing it through your liver at this point. And then that liver, after that first couple days, it's going to just, it's going to have no more to break down. So that's when you really kick into autophagy, fat burning mode. So at the 17 hour mark at the earliest, more so probably around 24 hours is when you're kicking into autophagy. Okay. Now that's where your stem cell production starts to change. Your intestinal stem cells start to regenerate themselves. Your gut starts to regenerate. Your DNA starts to change because it doesn't have all that food to process. Your body is going into mega healing mode. Now it's working hard at this point. That's where you can get soreness. That's where you can get stiffness. That's where you can get energy changes, fatigue changes, because your body knows, all right, we're going through some sort of starvation mode. We need to clean up and use all resources available. That means any kind of abnormal cells, bacteria, virus, um, chunks of old stuff that we haven't done yet. It's cleaning up all the excess parts. It's giving you a clean out. It's your body's recycling system. It's, it's phenomenal. Inflammation is going to go down during this time because we're not so inflamed with the byproduct of processing food. The body is now being way more efficient. And this is all about getting you way more efficient, getting to burn much more clean. Instead of burning diesel fuel, which is constant carbohydrates and sugars from overeating, you're moving towards regular gasoline and you're about to tap into jet fuel because your body's just burning up pure fat. It's not leaving all that soot. That diesel, if you've ever followed a diesel vehicle, <coughs> is burning up and, and, and putting into the atmosphere. Blood pressure goes down, your happy hormones go up. So at this point, when you cross that 24 hour mark, you can get a little more serotonin. You can get a little bit more happiness. You might have those moments of the gremlin coming back, but here's how you can knock that thing down. Drink, okay? And what I like to drink is in the mornings, I like to have coffee, all right? Black is best, but I'm not gonna beat you up too much here. If there's a touch of cream in there, if you put some collagen, I let powdered collagen in there. Uh, I make one and I put it in, but coffee, you can have that. You can have tea in the morning as well. And when I have that, I feel pretty good. Like I can go through the morning when I have a couple cups, right? Also what you could do, and mine's almost gone for the day, is I talk a lot about lemon water. And so fresh squeezed lemon or lemon concentrated juice in about 12 ounces of water. And so you're getting a lot of fluids in. This is going to help your liver to detox. So it's gonna speed up that process of breaking down that excess sugar. So lemon water, bioflavonoids are incredibly important for that. Sparkling water is good during the day, okay? If you're taking some supplements, right? Those are completely fine. You may reach for bone broth, right? And so actually getting true bone broth instead of just, just regular stock, this has been steeped for typically 24 hours, pulls a lot of the collagen and the nutrients out of the actual bones themselves. And this is a delicious dinner during a fasting period of time. So you can warm it up. So you kind of have something like a hot meal. You might get a little bit cold while you're fasting. And that can be because your body is switching over. It's changing your thyroid and how that metabolism functions, changes blood flow. But most of the time, what it's created by is the lack of electrolytes. There's a major shift. Insulin goes way down. And what research shows is then that balance has to be made up. And so salt is used to balance out the of the blood. Insulin being a big molecule and glucose normally floating around in your blood are now gone. So your body makes up to it by balancing it out with salts. So using electrolytes will make you feel way better during this process. So I use a powdered electrolyte on a daily basis. I have one with an energized formula that helps with focus enhancement, heart support, and immune boosting, or you can go regular electro electrolytes. We have two forms of it. Putting in electrolytes will really help you with some of the hunger pains, some of the side effects you feel, energy changes. And if you're getting cold, you need to put more electrolytes in. 
Now you can do that also with sea salt. And so using the bone broth is a natural uh, source already of some salts. You can add more sea salt to this and get extra salt in. Use real salt, high quality salt. Put in electrolytes, do not be scared of that. You need extra salt during this time. So many of us are very deficient on them to begin with. So we're, we're through maybe our first day of fasting. You can do this. Talk back to the gremlin, fight against that. You are just getting into the good stuff. Okay, so you're just beginning to revamp the DNA of your body. You're putting in things like bone broth. You're restoring your gut health. Inflammation is going down. You've used up the glucose stores in your, in your system and in your liver. Now, you can really tap into some gains here, especially when it comes to the old physique. At that point, autophagy is starting to kick in, okay? By the 36 hour mark, autophagy is peaking up to around 300% more. So your body's in full on recycling mode. It's working hard, so rest is very important. But at this point, it is cleaning up all the abnormal cells. It's repairing your DNA. It's using stored energy from here and there. It's starting to break down fat, okay? And some crazy benefits start to happen with your growth hormone. Okay. At that point, human growth hormone is peaking out. You're producing the elements that can help with muscle gain. You can actually gain a little bit of muscle at this point, contrary to belief, because HGH is high. This is what athletes are injecting to help recovery, to help muscle gains, to help performance. You're getting that natural boost. Now, you can still do some exercise during this time. I do. You have to see how you respond with it. Um, I'm used to fasting, and so I've worked my way up to being able to do longer and longer fasts. So I will get a little exercise. You could take it easy if you're feeling lightheadedness, right? Or you're feeling, you know, that big energy shift. But adding in some exercise here, I actually like to do a little bit of weight training because you can put on a little bit of muscle at this state because you have so much garbage out of your system. Your body is in such build mode. Your HGH is through the roof. Your serotonin is up. So I get more energy in these first couple of days of fasting. Now, 36 hours, right? We're going 36 hours plus. We're day and a half in. Autophagy is up around 300%. Your body's cleaning up all parts of your body as far as the garbage that's in there. And your body is looking for old stores of sugar anywhere else in the system, which is fantastic for insulin resistance, fantastic for weight loss, because now your body is using up. Finally, any excess insulin or glucose that's in the system, your liver starting to get cleared out, okay? GABA, a neurotransmitter, is increased in your brain, so your alertness is better. I mean, think if you're stuck in the woods and you hadn't eaten for a day and a half, would you be more alert or less alert? You'd be looking, you'd be wanting to find some food. So your alertness goes up during this time. Your energy goes up during this time. You may experience changes in it, okay? It's not the same path for everybody, but that's what I typically see myself. You get a calmingness about it. It'd be interesting to see what happens to your sleep as well, because a lot of times deep sleep starts to take place at this. Neurons in your brain are starting to regenerate at this point. And then we tap in and we go to day two. And day two is where you really start to rebuild your immune system. Your liver's been cleared out. It's now breaking down fats. It's used up all its excess glucose. Now you start in on the immune system. Remember we said earlier that cells in your body are competing, right, for the glucose stores. And the one that has the most receptors are cancer cells, abnormal cells. Chances are listening right now, you have some form of cancer somewhere in your body. I don't mean that to scare you because the C word is the most scary word in the English language. However, they're abnormal cells that will not die. And they're typically being fed, they don't need oxygen to live, right? So with this being said, the, the way the body works is they need sugar 
in order to be produced. And so when you have all of your cells competing for sugar and one cell is eight times the amount of receptors, which one's gonna get fed first? It's gonna be that cancer cell. So what happens is when you deplete all the sugars, the glucose, and you significantly lower them down and you're not producing more of it and you're not feeding more of it, now the, the playing field gets leveled. So the cancer cell, even though it has eight times the receptors, are now more on a level playing field than your regular cells, which calms that cancer area, which is typically very inflamed because of all the diesel fuel soot that's being produced in that area. That starts to get less inflamed. They see tumors actually start to be less inflamed at this point. Your body starts to go into cleanup mode and it's actually starting to battle and starve those cancer cells. But this can be also used for any other type of invader or microbe, viruses, bacteria, funguses, parasites, excellent at starving those things out and getting the playing field level out because their main fuel source is gone. So at that point, your immune system can start to rebuild. It reduces that immune response and you're really tapping into full benefits of autophagy. Now the maximum repair peaks out, and I would argue all the way to seven days, but three days is a real big sweet spot. That's the goal I try to target so many of you getting to because at that point, autophagy is maxing out. You're at your peak level for cleaning up. Your body's just full recycle mode. It's repair, 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 repair. It's not worried about bringing in new food. It's about finding it and producing it itself with all its excess stores. So this is really where you're gonna see the gains from the weight perspective, also your immune perspective. You go into a healing state, the stem cell production and repair is maximized. You boost your immune system. And so it shows for the research out of UCLA that you can significantly surge your immune system and white blood cell production at this point. And then the research of cancer as a metabolic disease says, if you can continue past three days, you are snuffing out 97% of new cancer cases. That's a pretty big motivator for me to keep going because what I found is if I can get to that three day mark, it's not that difficult to keep going. There's going to be moments in the day that I find are more emotionally attached when I know there's an anticipation that I'm gonna be eating soon. That dopamine spike right there is what I gotta get through because it's actually just my brain anticipating having the thing. But the thing itself actually doesn't bring me that much joy. So eating that thing itself, have you ever experienced this? The thought of eating it, the excitement of eating it, the getting prepared, the time that you eat it, that snack at nine o'clock, that, that little treat you give yourself in the mid-morning or middle-afternoon you're actually more excited for that from a dopamine hit than you are actually the happiness and fulfillment that comes from putting it in. So all we have to do is conquer those little moments. Put something to drink in, right? A sparkling water, a coffee. That's what I'm like. I'm pretty lenient on some of the things you can get dirty fasting with to get you through those moments because if you can keep going, then you're fasting. It recalibrates the dopamine receptors in your brain, which means you start to break some of those habits and you're starting to reset the gremlin that lives inside of you, the appetite talker. Now, when you get to day three to seven, that full water fast, you are really starting to level the playing field, right? Or if you're using a little bit of coffee or a little bit of bone broth or lemon water, um, but we're mostly sticking to liquids at this point. It's an equal fight. Your body can go and your immune system can go into fight mode against anything that is abnormal in you. This is where we see some massive cleanups and that autophagy is maxing out and the detoxification process that exists during this period of time is something that so many people in this world need and what you need. So I encourage you, getting to the four to eight hour mark easy. 
okay? We can get that. 12, 16, 18, that's a big goal for some people, but you can go so much further. You're tapping into alternative energy sources at that point. 24 hours, your autophagy begins. You're thinking about that recycling. You're thinking about killing cancer cells. You're thinking about starving off bacteria and viruses and cleaning up your body that has just been beat up for so many years. You're finally getting into the dirty closet. You're finally getting into the dirty garage and you're gonna just organize things and get rid of stuff. That cleanup is happening inside of you. And so I'm gonna walk through this process with you of how this goes day by day, what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and actually walk you through. If you didn't eat for seven days, what is it like? What happens to the body? What energy do you do? And how do you get the most out of it? By tapping into that surge of HGH, tapping into that surge of growth hormones, testosterone that start working for you and fat burning mode. How much does one lose during that period of time to start burning up some of that excess fat? And then how do you ease back in off of it so that you don't shock your system, that you allow your body to have the digestive enzymes and the re-entry of food once you come off of it? And then what are some of the steps that you can implement this type of rhythm long-term into a rotational anti-plateau rhythm of the easiest meal plan to equip yourself with? It's not about the nutrition at that point. It's about abstaining from so much of that. So you're body can clean itself up. It will do the job for you if you just don't mess it up. So we might have to tape your hands to your side in order to do it, but rotational fasting is like instead of just one form of exercise at the same duration, at the same type of the same day for the rest of your life, what if we challenged you in different ways for different extended period of times, different types of exercise? That's what rotational fasting is like for eating. So there's different links and processes of fasting that can be rotated in for different types of people with different conditions. That's what I'm going to get into. So check out the this next video here on rotational fasting and on actually doing seven days or multiple days in a row of not eating only liquids. Here's what happens to the body. You can do this, my friends. You can tap into this. Let's go. I challenge you to fast today. You can begin right now. Even if you had breakfast this morning, even if you've had dinner tonight and you're watching this, you can tap into fasting and make your mind up and just say, okay, this is my ultimate way to respond. It's my ultimate way to clean up my body. I'm understanding the science and the research from a simple perspective like I just explained. Let's get yourself into autophagy. Let's tap into rebuilding the immune system in the liver and shedding the weight in the easiest meal plan you've ever done. There it is, you guys. All right, check out these next videos right here for you on helping this further topic. You can do this. I'm here with you. Let's go. Hey, it's Dr. Living It here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, it would mean the world to me to please leave a positive rating and a review. That way we can continue to get this message out to help people all over the world experience real health. See you next time.